If you don't like what we tell you to believe in, we'll kill you. I just realized we weren't actually ready to do a show. It's because like, we've just been sitting here like fanning, fanning each other's balls. Oh yeah, about the weekend. We could just do that. We just fanning each other's fan balls. balls all the show. Yeah, it was a good weekend. It was yeah. a great meeting. It was a huge success. I just we were just watching. Yeah, we we'll played at the halfway point. The uh, the little uh, promotional oh, you're, you're, video for the, for the for the the NJP speech. <clears throat> yeah, NJP meeting. I mean, those uh, people that are waiting on the speeches. It's Going to probably. Oh, be... good! You got one of these. Oh my God! This is great. <laughs> this is great. There's Morikawa in front of the in front of the amber waves of soy. Yeah, the uh... the or the amber fields of soy. The, the yeah, Dead they're not really amber. Kind of like greenish. Yeah, oh, it's just like. like... Then here's one of these invasive corn stalks. Yeah, wow. That's is that like yeah, a, right. is that, that, that like a Monsanto? Go to the rightstuff.biz/paywall. For your subscription today, the approved uh, uh, volunteer. It's a, it's a chimera. This is like this is the ultimate tit plant. It's like this this plant. If, you, is it like a, if you consume these leaves, you will grow the biggest, most voluptuous man boobs you've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, is that is that like a soy corn hybrid? That's like a, yeah yeah. You can see those all that soybean field. And I, I was the photographer, by the way, and I was inspired. I was like, I need to get I need to zoom I need this to get out, Mark so out there. Oh, here we standing go. Standing pensively, like he's thinking about something. Well, what was funny is it was great to see. I hadn't seen either of you guys in a long time. It was great. See you, the two of you. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm going to be yeah. back in studio now um, as much as I can. Oh, like, mm. we had just a crazy... August was so did insane. We, did you say we had one crazy summer? I, well, it was one I, crazy summer. I had, like, a crazy August. For whatever reason, the, the month when everyone takes vacation, I didn't. So we had an event. Like, we had something to do every weekend in August. Yeah. And including the, you know, Akron protest. And then, and then finally culminating, leading all that activism, like, leading up to... This event, which was a smashing success, like 400 people there, uh, which was more than we had actually registered. More people came than were registered. Um, that place was absolutely packed. I've never stood on the podium and looked on such a huge crowd. Um, it's funny because you, um, when you speak, you, uh, you know, as the crowds get larger, like you, you, your ability to not be nervous speaking in front of them just naturally mm-hmm. happens, and so I, I, I don't. People ask me, like, are you nervous about? It? I'm like, I'm, I'm never nervous for an NJP speech. I'm like, when the guy speaking before me is speaking, I'm like, antsy. I'm like yeah. itching to get up on stage. You yeah. Know? But yeah, um, I, I wouldn't be nervous for the simple reason that the past speeches have been delivered in venues where you might have a projectile hit you in the face. And you know that's yeah. not going to happen there, so you're already off to a good start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, people could throw things if they wanted to; they just don't want to. But <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, not sure where you're going with this. Like, you throw them like a slice of pizza, or, like one of the sandwiches. Well, they wouldn't have been able. Right? You're saying they wouldn't be able to reach? Like, it went too far. It's like he's running out of. People could have easily done it. He's running out of. Oh, that's right. I just remembered my content I had for the show. Oh yeah. I don't know if you're ready. For, I don't know if I want to start off with it. Never mind. Oh, no, okay. it was so much fun. It was so well, good. You know, we started. Um, the food was great. 
When we did the first NJP event, the beer was good. We had, I'd say, 80 people. 80 to 100 people in, in the barn in Pennsylvania for the first event. And now we've had 400. That was, you know, that's, that's the big one. What's that? That first one in that particular barn. It's, I, I, like, I like the barn as a venue. That appeals to me on a personal the, level. The barn with 80 people in it, that means you know, you're totally connected to, like, international. Oh, yeah. Russia, well, whatever. I mean, big who cares about that? So but, what, what, um, are their, what, are their, what are their copes? What other copes are there for this, like, amazing, like, growing movement that people have naysayed themselves out of and now just whatever, to I mean, sit around look, drinking their own bitter tears? It's, it's okay. Look, I'm not – people can say whatever. It's no point in even responding to it. The um, I'm just pointing and laughing. This was a – we've outgrown barns like that, though, or at least wooden yeah. barns. Like, we can't do those – that's, like, the barn we were in last summer. You know the one where I'm in this that T-shirt. Was nice which, like, too, the, yeah. That was we can't. That we couldn't fit there anymore. No, that place is too small. Were, for us. were you were you in the T-shirt because they closed all the doors and it was suffocating? We were in the T-shirt. Yes. No, that event. <laughs> that event was suffocating. We we <laughs> no. The real suffocating event is the one where I'm in there and you could see me drip sweat yeah, dripping the, down my the face. Colored wood and you're in the polo. That was very hot. That, that was very hot. But the one that was even hotter oh, was the one. one than that? Well, did the one where I'm in the gray, my gray oh, suit and the sweat is streaming? Okay, I remember that, that one. was like that was in April of yeah. 2021, I think, and yeah, that, that was, was like, like for some reason that was yeah, like there was just no. It, it was in it was in the spring, but it was like humid out yeah, and nasty. hot, and like that, that room we were in, that little room we were in was like it wasn't even so little. There was like 150 people in this room, and we were just dying. But like. You know, everyone that was at the early ones, and even at this one, they're going to talk about it, like, in the years to come. They're going to talk about this. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, we just, like, this is the thing, just doing this and doing it. When we decided to do this, we're like, if we do it, we have to actually do one every three months or so. We want to do four a year. Yeah. And we've done that so far. And they just gotten bigger and bigger. And this one was fucking huge. And that space was fucking enormous. Like, yeah. we were not, where we graduated past, like, Barns like wooden. I, I think I it's like some judged. It's like an airplane size. hanger almost. Yeah, I misjudged the size of the crowd because of how big the venue was. Yeah, yeah. It was what do they call it? Like Michael, it was like a. It was basically it was a barn still, but it was like or, or, or a big. I don't even know. We could have been an airplane hanger. Like you could have put small planes in there. You could have fit them in. It was just a massive steel building with garage. Yeah. Yeah, doors. I don't know what you would call. I don't know what they yeah. actually use. It's just a venue. I mean, that's what it is. Right? Yeah, it's an event venue. But that's at one point, it was some kind of farm building. You know, for just yeah, huge farms the, out the there. The concrete's all polished, and they've got multiple bathrooms. I mean, and they had like out back. They had like a little event space. You could tell that it. was. Yeah, there was the yeah. little like wedding pagoda deal. Yeah, overlooking yeah. the overlooking the overlooking soy the soy field. It's oh, like yeah. where they have gay marriages in Ohio. That's the spot where they do it. Like, <laughs> just like literally the green <laughs> waves of soy. Yeah. The, the the mid calf high fucking. Uh, but they also estrogen, had like a green. Estrogen. They had like a green room that like the private room yeah. in back had like had like this pimp couch. Yeah, I changed and like a in champagne there. Yeah. And like a, and like a champagne bucket. So it's obviously like I changed yeah. into my sport coat in there before I yeah. changed out of it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, the Jay Peterman look. I but, liked, uh, uh, that that shit was so funny. I was sitting there, and then Sven walks up. I'm like, this reminds me of some. Oh, it's Jay Peterman. Welcome to the National is- Justice Party. <laughs> <laughs> but back to the t-shirts the reason oh, we were yeah. wearing the t-shirts at that was because we had just gotten them 
like we had just gotten the t-shirts done and made and so we were all wearing mm. them to like show them off yeah or the the polo shirts rather and that's when we had that cool video of all the staff guys marching in with their with their shirts on and now i look and i see like 30 40 guys wearing those shirts around the things mm-hmm. uh, well, my so, son my son was wearing mine yeah yeah he looked good he's yeah. i was like yeah people were going up to him like People that had seen him before, like he's like bigger than Stryker now. You know what? You, 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 well, that's not he's hard. bigger than Alex now. That's true. Yeah, yeah. probably is. You know what you guys missed out on was the car ride home with Mark. Oh God! Finally got out of Ohio. Almost missed the exit into West Virginia. Almost missed the Point Pleasant Bridge. Driving through. Oh, you would have had to lovely stay in Ohio forever then. Beautiful West Virginia, and I'm just feeling like waves of relief. I've left Ohio. Hmm. And You're, then, like, way too hard on Ohio. Like, I'll tell you I this. Not hard. No, I'm not nearly hard enough. Okay, well, <laughs> let me just say this. Let me say this. Ohio is, I would argue. A place. It's a place. <laughs> but I was, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> see, the problem is we, some of our best people come from Ohio, and I don't, I'm, I'm that worried true. that you may. Well, it's because out of the fire, like, the fire forges these night. men. Yes, that's true. Like, that's this true. terrible place just, like, polishes you up and makes you ready to, like, take on the world because you're, like, you're from Ohio. Ohio's all you know. It's like, I was born in it. Well, we were molded by it. Without mentioning, like, exactly where we were, like, you could tell that where we were, like, all the homes around there, like, if those people just, like, wandered into our thing, it would have been fine. Like, you know, the, the homes right around right. where we were. Exactly. Uh, yeah. But uh, and that's also, you know, that's, that's, why, is, that's why y'all got to learn to roll up those damn doors for better ventilation. Oh, my God. It's okay look, if the residents they were five miles away here or something. They were doing what they were doing. I leave that up. I leave that kind of stuff up to them. We did have them lifted at one point. But look, it is it was like the end of summer. Like you are going to not you are going to get hot. Like just deal with it. People used to be uh, able to deal with it. Bad. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, anyway, you, you, just, you distracted me from, well, let me see, what I was going to do, the Ohio copes people have. Oh, Southeast Ohio. I'm like, oh, you mean West Virginia. <laughs> well, <laughs> look, it's so, it's so funny. You know, West Virginia is funny because people will make fun of the people from there, but everybody agrees it's really nice. It's a beautiful place, place nice. to drive yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying myself. We're getting closer to home. Phone goes off, and of course, Mark is taking this on his Bluetooth, so it's coming through the, the car speakers. Right. His right. mom butt dials him, and she's like, thanks for calling, Mark. Mark's like, you called me, Mom? And then they started arguing about Klaus Schwab. Oh, and I'm like, God. I'm like, oh, my God, Mark, please, can we just just enjoy the scenery? Instead of having an argument about the WEF and Charles Schwab. <laughs> Charles Schwab. Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab. Charles Schwab. Same thing. I, Schwab, I, well, I always wondered if there's a relationship Same kind of guy, there, probably. Like, there's probably a relationship. The same yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I, you know, Charles Schwab, is that even around anymore? Did that get absorbed by another bank? I mean, I don't Did know. Did that mean that that get bailed sure. out and turned into something I, else? I don't know. I yeah. had an investment account with them one time. Well, I remember when I was a kid, they used to have the commercials on TV for Charles yeah. Schwab. I, you know, it's funny. I never understood what those commercials were when I was a kid. Like, was it why... Like, what are they selling? Because I was used to commercials. was like, buy this thing at the store. You know, like, whether it be, like, just anywhere, whether it be, like, food or cleaning products or toys or whatever. But then there's just, like, Charles Schwab working with you. I was like, what the fuck is this? About David Lerner Associates. Yeah. (laughs) You want to go with David Lerner. Merrill Lynch. You want to go with a small small investment house that really takes care, really pays attention to your money. (laughs) 
You don't want to get big guys on Wall Street like Daryl Lynch. You want to go like David, David Lerner. Lerner so, yeah, yeah. Let David, us charge you out the ass for mom and pop fees David instead of big Lerner how to like steal your money. He's like learning every day how to rip you off more. I did, yeah. I did, learn, I did learn something from Mark's mom. Though. I got a little, uh, little update. The, the Catholic Church is pulling all their foreign investments out, all their money. They're pulling it all, all out. Of what? End of September? I don't know. End of September? Something <laughs> is going to happen. End of September. Watch out. All right. I mean, uh, when it doesn't, is this going to just be when it doesn't? When that doesn't like matter? When not? Yeah. First of all, what is that even? The Catholic. I mean, it's it's really interesting how these people think. (laughs) Uh, Hey, everybody. Jordan Peterson here. I wrote a book about twelve rules for how to live your life, and I have a thirteenth rule for you. Subscribe to TRS. Go to therightstuff.biz/paywall and pick the payment option that best suits your needs. Like, what did she go on? Like, godlike productions? Like, where do you hear about that? Yeah, I'm kind of curious. Does, oh, here we go. Does the Catholic Church recommend the withdrawal method? I apparently have, I have googled. I have googled okay. the wrong phrase. Uh, I believe that's like the rhythm method. If I'm not mistaken. Mm, isn't that called like onanism or something like that? I thought it was called pulling out. I guess yeah, I think that's right. called. I think that's called like onan. I think that's like. Did this that's supposed to be in some Catholic investment services? You just owned yourself if you pulled out. Well, yeah, but I think in some, I think it's actually considered like sinful in some interpretation. I don't know. Withdrawal or, or, or church. fucking care, whatever. Is coitus interruptus acceptable? I like how that's inter- like that's how that's what you get. What is withdrawal dot net? <laughs> Dude, I don't think I want to watch those videos. Let's see. Pull out. Let's, oh God, this is gonna just get worse. Catholic Church investment pullout. That's not going to. That's not going to work. No, either. you're just like Catholic. I wouldn't have predicted it, but it's very interesting the kinds of things you're getting when you 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 put those two the word withdrawal and Catholic Church together. Well, this is just pullout. Obviously, well, has the context a, you're thinking of, but withdrawal. Well, like, this is no, just the could, sad. This is just the sad reality of like what white people are fucking psyoped with. It's like yeah. everyone, everybody knows something is gravely wrong. They know that they can't trust anybody that's in power. They can't trust anybody that owns. Right. A large amount of capital. They can't trust any institution to defend them from anything, and they all end up with these crazy, stupid conspiracy theory things about the Catholic Church is going to pull out of all its investments. Well, it's and then, actually, it's, then that world's going to end. It's like, did you see this video that came out? I think over the weekend by this guy who talked about how Joe Rogan, like half of his political and comedy guests, are Jewish. He he, he excluded like athletes and MMA fighters from from this list. He went through all of the guests and he said, total, it's twenty two percent of Joe Rogan's guests are Jewish. But since zero athletes and MMA fighters that he's had on his show have been Jewish, he excludes them, and then he gets like half of them are Jewish. That makes sense. So the people that are there to talk about politics, half are Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. And Joe Rogan promotes conspiracy theories. Like he's kind of like conspiracy theory prime right he, he he at least entertains them that's crazy and so like jews are really running the conspiracy theory community and, and i that's think the whole point of conspiracy theory is right jew run fake narratives for you to get lost in we actually discussed this on strike in my guest today and and the conclusion we came to was the idea that one thing that jews seem to have <laughs> that is good stuff it's just said it should be children of the soy now. It's, it shouldn't be it's more cow of the corn. Like they need to upgrade it to children of the soy. There's like your, you need to shoot a soy field back there. There's your American. There's your Mesoamerican corn demon right there. Right, <laughs> more cow. That's brilliant. But it seems like one Eagle thing that Jews have um, <laughs> have decided is that one of their errors in the Donald Trump era was um, that they they felt like they needed to control conspiracy theory movements more. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they felt like that kind of slipped. And so now they are totally in control of conspiracy. And whenever you, whenever a new one comes out, like a Jew is like rocketed to the forefront of right. it. Like, like, you know, and so, um, and of course, Joe Rogan, like he doesn't always do conspiracy stuff, but he sometimes does. But even his political commentary, like he's got all these people on there. He's got like Barry Weiss and all. It's like, it's really interesting. It's like, Joe, why not just have a white nationalist on your show? Why not just do it? Like, if you're really open to anything, and what the question is, and this guy who did this video, it's on YouTube still. God knows how long that's going to last. It's a great video, though. And he even says, like, does Joe Rogan know what's going on? Is he is he part of it? Is he doing it because he's afraid? Is he is he noticed it? He might be dumb enough that he doesn't notice, or he might think there's nothing. That it's just care. how it is. He, I'm sure it's just what it really is. He doesn't care. He's doing well and he doesn't give a he's shit. He just like has the he has like the biggest podcast in the world. Yeah. He's making millions. But he also and... knows there's lines he can't cross. Yeah, sure. And one of them would be to actually have. I mean, he'll have somebody on. This is the one thing about our thing. They will have people on to talk about us, but they will never have one of us on to talk about ourselves. Right. Where they will do that with anything else, even Black Lives Matter. And remember, and it's not anything to do with violence, <laughs> because after the Dallas shootings in 2016, where that Micah Xavier fucking character—I forget his last name—Micah Xavier Johnson, or the guy that killed the five cops in Dallas, the nigger that like executed, oh yeah, yeah. execution style murdered five cops during a Black Lives Matter protest in Dallas, um, which actually put set Black Lives Matter back for like for like four years until 2020 when they came roaring back. Um, they had Black Lives Matter people on every news network representing their own movement every night. Yeah. Like, after that happened. And yet, they never put me or anybody, one of us, on TV after Charlottesville or anything like that to represent well, no, our point Black of view. Black Lives right? Matter, they were mostly peaceful and you're mostly violent. Right. right. Not based on anything that's actually, like, Not based cur- on actual occurring. facts, but just based on the, media no, narrative, yeah. right? That's just what they say. Oh, that's right. I have this prep too. I have lots so of. I've they kind of got. I did see some anarchists panic about the images of our of our move of our of our um of our event. Oh, oh, you mean the anarchist panic where there's like five of them on Twitter? Yes, that's what's so funny. Other? Is like, what are you going to do? Like, here's the problem, and Antifa. First of all, they labeled the picture like for documentation only. In other words, like don't distribute this because <laughs> they're like, well. Well, they're certainly lying about how many people were there, but this does look kind of big. Maybe we should be worried about it. It's like, well, you should be worried, yeah, should about, be worried it. about it. But the other thing is, you should be worried about yourselves. Wait, 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 wait. Documentation only, so they don't want to, like, platform it. They don't want to, like, encourage engagement or something. Well, there's no danger of that. There's no, because they don't get it. Yeah. Well, they also consistently platform us. Like, there's no... Right. <laughs> it's well, like they're, it's they're going shitting, down. pissing, and farting. Is like, it's oh, going God. down is basically, like, trying to say, oh, their logo looks like the doctor. They're, like, tagging Dr. Pepper. As like an own, I was like, I don't give a right. fuck. Good yeah, look. fine, Dr. Pepper. Okay, if my logo send, looks, like, I don't care. Send over the C and D. Like you know, your lo- out, your logo looks response. like a logo for something that's gay faggot stuff. So uh, whatever. I you know, that's I the just, best you can I, do. It's just delicious when anarchists call on corporate corporations to like do their bidding for them. <laughs> they want they want Dr. Pepper to like, it's like they want the F- they like want the FBI and Dr. Pepper like the Pepsi-Cola company or, or Coca-Cola yeah. whatever it is that owns that that brand to like come after the NGP and shut it down. Cuz they like, understand how power actually works. They like, don't have it. It's like but... where's your like where's your bottle of piss? Like throw your bottle of piss at the picture. That's all you can right. do. Right. Throw your bottle of piss at the picture. Right. And I mean, look, if you're calling, I mean, think about yourself as an anarchist, you're like, "Hey, can this big corporation that like uses like uh <laughs> 
that's like poisoning the environment is like pumping like <laughs> corn syrup and soy mm. into everybody's bodies is using low wage labor in like Malaysia and all this shit like running sweatshops I'm sure to can their products and ship them and or, this, you know, or this large beverage company that's yeah. had like labor disputes for decades yeah, and keep yeah. getting you've worse never, and worse for the average worker and you've never like and stood it's because, up for them. it's because of like immigration and and, yeah. and globalization and outsourcing that like and, and now you want that, them that to big sue. capital is able to like bend over the American worker and put them in this right. place of precarity where they become faggot anarchists like you that throw bottles of piss at right. people and now you want this big corporation you you are depending on that huge power of capital mm. to try and shut down a grassroots movement because you don't like it. Mm. I mean, think about where you are, anarchists. I mean, the fact that you want that's just so telling of, of really, their really understanding any, of how power actually works is in America. Is there any purpose of talking to anarchists or no? Like, because they're like done they're, now. Like they're, they're done. completely irrelevant. Their role has actually been taken over by the government itself. Yeah. Like now they just have the FBI do. They what just want the professionals to do. To do right? Right? They don't yeah, want these amateurs. They don't need them. Well, what happened was they're a victim of their own <laughs> success. Because the types of neighborhoods that breed Antifa are those sort of gentrifying neighborhoods for hipsters in big cities that were adjacent to communities of color, so-called. So like Bushwick, Brooklyn, which is a place where they, they you know, after Williamsburg got too rich, mm. got filled up and became actually like doorman buildings in Williamsburg now. Like seriously, even when I was in New York, you would go to Williamsburg. It would, that was like the hip place in like the early aughts and late 90s. Now it's like doorman buildings because it got so wealthy. Mm. So everybody moved east to this neighborhood called Bushwick, which was filled with Puerto Ricans and niggers and, and Dominicans, right? And so they started gentrifying that. Now, that was a Antifa breeding ground because it was a hipster, a place where like upper middle class white hipsters and Jews would go and live close adjacent to blacks, Puerto Ricans, etc. These were like incubator neighborhoods for anarchist type movements. And, and Bushwick was where... New York City Antifa had their little thing called the base where they had this Marxist reading room and all this shit, which nobody ever went to, but whatever. And those neighborhoods are unlivable. Yeah. Those people are literally getting killed. Like those literally the hipsters in those neighborhoods are, are catching stray bullets. They're getting beaten, robbed, raped, and they've left. Yeah. So Antifa, see, we actually are used to, here's the thing. They actually have a similar problem to, to us. One of the problems we have in America is that America is huge. Mm -hmm. It's very spread out. So, for example, the state of Pennsylvania is only slightly smaller in terms of landmass than, than the country of Germany. Mm. Germany has five times as many people. Mm -hmm. So can you imagine if our task was to organize a movement like this in a country the size of Pennsylvania with five times the population? It would be much easier mm -hmm. because you can drive across Pennsylvania in six hours. Yep. And so anybody can come to anything. You can everybody can know each other. You can have just thank total. God you, thank God you said Pennsylvania, not Ohio. Interconnectedness, whatever, <laughs> whatever. But the point, Ohio is a similar thing, though. It's, but, you know, I think Ohio. I'm not sure which state has more. So I think Ohio has across the river sticks to get to some of those people. Right. But this is kind of my point, though. Is the country is huge and spread out. The difference is that we are used to and have adapted to organizing in that fashion because we've had to do it all along. Whereas they are used to having neighborhoods and cities that can incubate their little fucking gay movement. But because of their own success, because of the success of Black Lives Matter, their neighborhoods where they used to incubate their gay little movement have become unlivable. So they've all moved out to live near Trump supporters. They've all moved out to places in Idaho and Montana and like <laughs> out to the country, literally living amongst the Trump supporters. So like, you know, and and. Now it's whatever. Like, I heard a story from some guys, okay? 
Now, this is this may have happened, may not have. They were at a Cracker Barrel on the way to the meeting. You may have heard this story already. Some fucking guy is like <laughs> overhears them. Yeah. And he's like starting to take pictures of their cars and them. And so they walk up to him like, what are you doing? And the dude just, <laughs> he just fucking runs away. Yeah. So this is probably some Antifa anarchist faggot that had like left. It's one of these, one of these Antifa incubator neighborhoods in a gentrifying hipster part of a city. And now he's out in the countryside somewhere. And he runs into like, oh shit, there's a whole table full of white people just talking all this shit. Let me do my let me do my activism camera shit, and they just went up like, "What are you doing?" And dude scampers because he's got no backup. So, hmm. I, I heard also that there was like eighty or hundred of these people at a bar. I think I think Jazzins was there. Yeah, I and he was that. saying they were they were getting weird looks from some of these like Antifa adjacent types. Well, they just, like, well, they just you, never, you never see a bunch of white people like hanging out. Oh hi! Here's another interruption. This pre-recorded. Go to the rightstuff.biz slash paywall and pay for a subscription. We need your support. We need your help. We can't do this for free because we're Jews. Drinking beer before? Well, everybody just left and let our guys held the. Held yeah, the bar well, that's what that's happened. what's happening now because we are better equipped to organize in those areas and recruit oh. than they are. They are at they are completely at sea when they go out into the country. They left because it's nicer. And they had to get away from the criminals that they have encouraged to exist uh, for their own lives. But now they're just at sea. They're, they're disconnected from their, their comrades and their movement. And they're just – and you see it. Like they don't – these these Antifa Twitter accounts have like five people looking at – no one's – in 2017, there would have been hundreds of people looking at these accounts. They're done. They have attempted – They're just done. I don't want to go too far and give too many details, but I know that over the past year or two – these accounts that have posted doxes, like the doxes have gone nowhere. Because nowhere. Like no people, one gives like, a fuck. Like people are not getting fired. People are not getting found because no one's following this shit anymore. Yeah. And part, of, I think part of it, I hate to say it, is because like the FBI has moved on to like we're we're railroading January 6th people now. We don't have time for these, this kind of stuff, I guess. Like we're trying to, we're trying to, we're trying to widen the net into like normal. Well, people also fucking hate anarchists. Yeah. So oh, actually yeah. to them. a certain extent, but they like, never, but they ne- they never had a legit like like their moment in their shining moment of like Charlottesville and stuff is yeah. like it's because it was federally backed like nobody oh, yeah, liked yeah, obviously yeah nobody liked that shit they yeah had, they the, always the needed system had to work really hard to brow to browbeat people back into not speaking out about like you know normal people would react to Heather Heyer's death the same way that like Anglin did to get them thrown or we whoever it was to get them thrown right. off Cloudflare. Well, now you player. get these people. I mean, that's how people are. Like, yeah, good, run them over. Well, now you get these people talking about like actually that's, drive that's, jeeps that's into part white nationalism. That's part of why that happened in the first place is because there had been all these other protests uh, throughout. Oh yeah, no. post election yeah. where people were like, run these people over, run these people, and that and I think starting with the 2014 it was like Black so, Lives yeah, Matter. That's it was what, like so, yeah. I think South Carolina or North one of the one of the Carolinas like actually passed the law where it was okay. Like if you run over protesters, they're blocking a road. Like there you're were to or some. There were several states where like these that. things were were proposed. I think Florida was another one yeah. where they were trying to do like a thing where it's like, um, yeah, you, you don't have liability in such a case yeah. if an accident like this occurs or if right. protests or like you have some cell because they were always trying to do like the person, the vehicle, no matter what, is at fault if something happens. It's like no, because if people if, if people run up and attack your car, that's fucking bullshit. Like no. they, come on now, right? But uh, one of the points it's I made... Just, it's in, just like in Portland where they block intersections and harass people. It's like... Right. 
that well, could that, be that could be stamped out so easily. If, oh, dude, all you, you just need, have backing from this from this from the city and from the state. If the police were just, the, the actual police, even the ones they have there now, were just given the political backing to go and crush those people, they just mm-hmm. would, and yeah. they would probably enjoy doing it. But they they don't, and and they don't. The the mayor doesn't back them, and the state isn't pressuring him to stop it. So Portland is now mm-hmm. unlivable. Yeah, it's unlivable. It's an unlivable shithole, and they made it so. So, and then they have to leave too because they don't want to. They don't want to be in a place where blacks just are shooting willy nilly, mutual combat, and mm-hmm. catch stray bullets. It's happened a number of times. Remember, we you know several times we've heard of, of these hipsters oh, in God. Brooklyn like catching just random bullets just hanging out on their front porch or something like that. And it's like, well, you did that to yourself, and I have no sympathy. And I like the fact that they've been totally dispersed. And, and of course, also their tactics aren't even effective anymore. So the they were deputized by the system to come and crush us. They failed, and so it, now they have to use the FBI. I, I think the system likes this kind of thing. Because if you've got like a reactionary organization that exists purely as, in an oppositional form, like they don't like fascism, right? We're anti-fascist. That defines your entire identity. So it's very easy <laughs> to stand those those organizations down. Yeah. Like they, they don't have any sort of underlying ideology that propels them towards recruitment, towards growing right. in size and political objectives. They just don't. They just they, they exist as like these status quo enforcers. Right. There's no. That's all they do. And then they enforce the status quo people don't even like. Right. No. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like they they flatter themselves that they're pushing for something, but it's not clear what that is. Mm. And they don't really have politics. Like their politics are purely in like this is bad. This is bad. We have to attack this. But the thing they attack is never, like, uh, corporate overreach. It's never, like, like the, you don't see them going out for the railroad workers, right? Where's Antifa during this railroad well, strike no, thing? because the railroad workers are, are, the, tar- are, the, are the target. <laughs> there is a problem that neoliberalism needs to solve. Right. Antifa's right. role is to, like, keep like, like keep the, the wheels greased for neoliberalism. Like, things are supposed to keep progressing yeah. a certain way and they're out there to to, to beat people up they're, they're out there to throw piss at people when necessary to keep yeah. that yeah that when they open. when they buck neoliberalism so, they're no, out there. so like, i wonder if how much of their uh demobilization over the last few years is due to some of them like actually just realizing that and becoming disillusioned and just walking away i bet you a, a decent amount of it was because we've been making this critique for years it got so bad even like the onion made an article like making fun of them for this yeah and uh and like at that point it's like all right yeah it was like it was unless it was fake some people were saying that was fake maybe i'm falling for a fake meme but it i I thought they did something like you know anarchists very upset to find that his views are the same as like big corporations (laughs) i don't remember it might have been fake i hope it wasn't like like a dull fruit corporation Right, but the meme still, even if it was just a meme, it's still the point is made, and they don't have an argument against that, and they've never had a good argument against it. So um, it might have just been a meme, but uh, in any case, it's taking me to the federalistpapers.org. Oh yeah, mm, so, it they, says this Onion satire of Antifa is far more accurate than what the media reports. This could be someone that fell for a meme too. Remember, we're talking about white supremacist terrorists, people running errands on their lunch breaks, or a group of tourists. So if we have to throw a punch or two, then so fucking be it. At press time, black-clad Antifa demonstrators screaming, fascists go home at Swarm to Scandinavian Street Festival. I, I don't get it. Yeah, I'm not sure what's yeah. going on here. But in any case, Whatever. it could have been just a meme. Anyway, the point being, I wonder how much of that actually got to them. 
And it's sort of funny. We don't even really need to be talking about them because they're not players anymore. So it's like this is just a dead meme. They might at some point be mobilized again, but at this point, it seems like the system is like, no, this is any even Antifa was too much soft power. We need just actual hard police power to go after this stuff. And even that isn't really working because now everybody fucking hates the FBI. Like they hate them. Like Trump was basic. Trump is just attacking them. But the problem with Trump, as usual, is it's all about him. It's all he's stolen for his personal. It's all of him. And that's what's so sad is yeah. like. And he, the tar- he, he gets do, a target right, so much but then with it's that. always he about him. He so much with that. He chooses to do nothing with it. Yeah. He chooses to just be Jewish with it. It's yeah. just so pathetic. I've said it so many times. Ad nauseum. Yeah. It's, like he is a total waste of a cult of personality. Yeah. But what's interesting is that um, no one else in the country except Trump and the NJP, which is not to, to say like to, to, to fan Trump's balls or anything, to say he's actually politically very smart. No one else does the politics of like the mass meeting mm, or the mass no. gathering, right? Like the, like he did that and he brought, they never wanted that in America. No. They wanted like maybe campaign rallies for an election. But Trump was going doing speeches just because, even after he was president, he was just going around doing speeches to stadiums. They hated that shit. They hated that stuff. Because that's that's like the seeds of, of like something that could grow out of control. Um, even though he was like keep kind of keeping a lid on it, but from their perspective, it was like, why even do this? Why even why even like set this kind of thing in motion? That's why they want to put this fucking guy in jail now. Um, but yeah, but no one else does it. So my thing is like, look, if if any of these groups don't want to come and say shit, you do a mass meeting. Let's see what you can put together. You're probably not gonna be able to do it. So, yeah. And for you know the thing that sucks about Trump is that it actually for him it seems to still work. Like he seems to actually still have this connection with people. There which, are people that are absolutely married to the idea that he's the only one fighting for them, and they cannot describe a single thing he's doing other than like making journalists mad. But it's like he's not. He makes the right people mad. Like he says things. He attacks the right that make people that you hate but, mad. But nothing yeah. happens. You get nothing out of it other other than that like little dopamine hit when he does it. That's all. That's the all end right. of it. What is up? I've seen some debate recently about the the idea that the election is stolen. And I'm like, well, uh-huh. if you run with that, it could could be true. If you run with that, then all this effectively does to people is it makes them say, well, say he 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 actually won, so he should he should rightfully be in charge. Oh, hi guys. Here's another pre-recorded interruption, not an actual interruption. I'm just here to remind you, we need you to go ahead and pick up a subscription at the right stuff.biz/paywall. You can use money orders, you can use crypto, you can use e-checks, you can even go to my Odyssey channel, Uncle Spend's other tone stream, and you can use your credit card on there to get around the Jews' uh, banishment of our banking services. That works. So you can do that until you can't. I don't know. But thanks. We'll be right back to the show now. I mean, he, he did win, so we got to put him back in power, right? How? Right. Like, you can't, you can't use that. I don't think you can, I don't, at least I don't believe you can use that to delegitimize the system by saying that it's, it's you know, throwing elections and things. Because when, well, when you run with that strategy, it just makes Trump look morally sympathetic. Well, it's also like... Right. If you're talking about right. – if you're a Trump you're supporter just doing, you're talking about a stolen election, water for him. it's like why is your if, – if the election is stolen and your boy is supposed to be president, then why are you sitting around waiting patiently for the midterms to see what happens and then and then getting excited for who's going to win the nomination for 24? 
Like, well, here's, here's what I think, and we we talked about this yesterday. Too. It's like so, the, the elections aren't as illegitimate as you say because you're just you're champing at the bit. Well, I think one of the, the next I one. think one of these things is that people don't know how like these, know. they people have feelings, but they don't know how to talk outside of the box mm. that they've been provided with. Right. I'll bet you a lot of these people that talk about stolen election. If you ask them, like, well, what if Trump actually lost? Would you still want him to be president? They'd be like, yes. I don't care about right. the election. I still want him to be president, which is, I think, actually just healthier. Just admit this to yourself. Just admit this yeah, to yourself. Sense. You just wanted him to be president. You want your guy in power. You want your kind of guy running the country. And and you and frankly, you could make a much better argument that this was fundamentally stolen from you because of the demographic change that nobody voted for. Right. It, it, the, the demographic changes in America were never voted for. They were all the top down decided yep. behind the backs of people and even behind the backs of Congress to some extent. Back in the sixties, and when they and when they so, addressed, I have it in that song. Uh, I made, I did Heart Seller sixty five long time mm-hmm. ago, the uh, Thunder Kiss sixty five. I mean, I, I, we had like an actor re, uh, doing. Uh, was it Ted Kennedy gave a little speech? Yeah, about well, he made how, all his promises about yeah. how about how this this total overhaul of who, of who gets what fucking allocation of. Of of green cards, like what countries is totally going to have no effect on the demographic makeup of the United States. I mean, they they just bald faced lie to the people. Uh-huh. Anyone with a they were lying brain. to other congressmen. Yeah, there was like there was at that point there were still like pro white, like openly pro white people in Congress, like openly racist people in Congress in 1965. Yeah, and they lied to them, and uh, they even had this. Fucking, and they got it over. It they even over. had this Japanese congressman mm-hmm. because even back then there was a Jap like Hawaii was represented by a Japanese, and he was like promising that. He was one of the main guys they had out there promising we're not going to change the racial makeup of America with this law. It's like, then why pass it? What's the point? Why pass this law? If it's not going to change anything, just leave things as they are. If how things are is fine, why are you passing a law to change it? That's fundamentally bullshit. But um, the point is, like, nobody would have voted for this. Congress actually had to be browbeaten into it. So, yes, the election is stolen from you. All elections have been stolen from you. Your fucking country is being stolen. Therefore, inherently, mm-hmm. the elections are being stolen. So once you have that attitude, it's like, I don't give a fuck about these elections. We just want to take power back for ourselves and in, in whatever form we can. Do you want to uh, so, do you want to go through something that will piss us all off since it was just – we just took Labor Day off. Scabs that we are. Um, there was a really no, good – that's a pro-Labor thing to do. You take that holiday. Well, no, when I, in the context of when I read you this thread, oh, okay. the story – all right. Okay. I mean, see, yeah. the story did a lot for me. Uh, it 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 opens your eyes up to how evil this system always has been. It's like just to say, it's not even since the '60s. It just goes it goes back so far, and the kind of things that regular citizens actually did to try to stop the system and were and and ultimately lost. It's like nobody has any room to say that this or that action is too dangerous or bad optics or a strategy just to get people in trouble when you when I read the story about what happened to the people in the coal wars. Oh yeah. It was I was like trying to end, I was actually actually I was too tired to get mad cuz on Labor Day I was right there. See how the see how the recliner is still engaged on the couch. I couldn't move. I was so tired. Yeah, I know that. I was trying to get better. So today, so this is from Elf Tummy on post. Good poster. I guess we should show like we have, okay. a, we have like a very voluptuous <laughs> anime woman here, and I, I, yeah. my, oh, very nice. My latest character arc is that I like anime, so that, I, I like that. 
I'm going to fap to that later. I like anime. Okay, I mean, am I, am I fitting they, in? They were doing like thick am I fitting elf in? girls? Yeah, thick elf girls. Am I fitting in with that demographic? I mean, look, if, I just I want I want them to feel like welcome here. If this is a necessary thing to for people to get the message, whatever, like <laughs> look, any means necessary. Like we don't ever, we actually have people that do like anime NJP. Pro, we don't ever do it ourselves, but like got, like free like free agents go out there and they make like NJP anime girls and stuff. I'm okay with it. I don't care. It's like, but just you know, the hips on this one. Yeah. So one of the interesting things about this before we totally go into it is that <laughs> um, in terms of this stuff, you won't even get the leftists uh, like talking about this stuff anymore. Like when I was a leftist in like the late 90s, I remember they used to talk about this Cold kind Wars. of stuff like hay market riots, coal wars, the struggles, Hershey, Pennsylvania, like the, 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 the Pinkertons, like all these labor struggles. They don't talk about any of this shit anymore. And they don't care. Now, well, they never talked about it, about who was responsible for it. It was always just yeah. like, it's rich, white, industrialist capitalists. Like, no, no, that's not really what was going on. Yeah, I mean, there were some of those, but overwhelmingly, it's been Jewish for longer than you think. Yeah. And additionally, um, even if it weren't, I would still side with the workers. But, like, uh, additionally, like, they just don't have, they don't have time for this anymore. The thing you have to understand about leftism, even leftism that is seemingly pro-worker, the point of it has always been to replace the Gentile elite with the Jewish elite. And now that that has been accomplished, the workers are being completely abandoned by the left in favor of mm-hmm. other Jewish favored classes right. like gays, trannies, blacks, anybody who's not white in, in, in favor of their overall scheme to just get rid so, of us. Anyway. In this thread, he'll be describing a forgotten chapter of American history. Involving the creation of the Labor Day holiday and the Appalachian Coal Wars. Appalachian. That's how you're supposed to say it, right? So I grew up, everyone said, every, the woods. everyone said Appalachian Trail when I grew up. But it's supposed to be Appalachian, right? Well, Those the people from there say Appalachia. The people oh, look, here we go. not from there say Appalachia. Just, just in, in case you lost interest, there's there's that. No, it's, I like anime. It's great. That's uh, not the thick elf tummies that I was looking for. They, yeah. they were... They were doing that earlier. As with all things, Jews cannot create, only subvert, steal, and destroy. So in classic Hebrew fashion, communists take credit for all this. In reality, this, uh, this is a retard retcon her story <laughs> and can be disregarded as fictional additions to the Holocaust cinematic universe. And the truth of the matter is that white men, women, and children were up against Jew big business, Jew bankers, and the government controlled by Jews. Now, a bit of context is necessary for those who are not learned on Americana history. Uh, in the mid to late 19th century, some Jews got the idea of creating slavery 2.0. But this time it's cringe and not based. <laughs> uh, this new slavery was built around what was called the company town. The whole town was owned by and operated by a large corporation mm-hmm. and usually existed around some large industry, namely mining. All the homes were company property. All the smaller businesses were company property. Everything was company property. They did not even use regular currency, but rather many of these company towns issued their own company-only currency, which could only be used to pay rent to the company or buy from other company-owned businesses. This slavery, too, was the precursor to our modern debt slavery. And in Mm. such fashion, at the end of the month, these white families were left with nothing, even though the men, women, and children in the home were all working 14-plus hours a day as the U.S. labor laws did not forbid young children from being slaves until the late 1930s. 
And I'm going to scroll through the replies. I think, like, here. company script has been made illegal now. Like, you can't well, do yeah, that. but he's talking no. about, like, what led up to, like, yeah, no, I mean, they, on they, this they, stuff yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But listen, I mean, it's just, it's just so evil what they, what they, they tried. They, they did a lot of social engineering with this shit, mm-hmm. or at least yeah. tried to. In response to the Jewish abuse, which many Midwestern and Appalachian white families were facing, various trade unions and labor movements would begin to foment in these times. As I mentioned before, these are not to be confused with the communists who were only really active in major Jewish centers around the country, namely in the Northeast. Mm -hmm. These were good, honest white folks banding together to oppose Jewish abuse. Local governments, then state governments, and finally the federal government attempted to appease this struggle by creating a holiday, Labor Day. (laughs) This holiday was first recognized on the state level by Oregon in 1887, federally in 1894, it's always the first Monday of September. Until the 1930s, though, it was only a holiday for federal workers, <laughs> proving to be a dead letter in most of the country. Happy Labor Day. Get to work. Uh, after passing the law creating Labor Day but doing nothing for real people, the government proved yet again that it was just an arm of the world Zionist menace by joining up with uh, Jew big business to literally declare war on white families. These wars occurred for about 50 years throughout the Appalachians, the Midwest, and even out west in Colorado in the 1890s through 1930s. I'm fami- I'm most familiar with the former because I lived there in the mountains and had family who fought against the kikocracy. Uh, one of the first of these coal wars was the Coal Creek War, which took place in Anderson County, Tennessee, from April 1891 through August 1892. A fucking long-ass time. Uh, as the name may suggest, there's an ice creek in the area called Coal Creek, and there's a nearby coal mine. The Jew owner of the coal mine decided he did not want to pay the white families anymore because he convinced the Tennessee state prison system to let him rent niggers for much cheaper. Huh. These niggers were convicted of serious crimes but were all let out on a work release to work the mines and terrorize the white families nearby. So just just try to take this in. So the company, the company town slavery 2.0 wasn't lucrative enough for these kikes. They had these people fucking all locked up in these company towns. There's no other way for them to survive. Totally dependent on the coal mining company. It was like, yeah, you know what? We could do better if we just had like furloughed niggers from the prison come out here. So what are they, So basically, like the 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 plan is like let all these let these let, let these towns just like starve and die. The slavery wasn't good enough. It was not profitable enough. Apparently, uh, this was not the only place where the Jews were renting niggers from the Tennessee prison system, but it's the most infamous. During this same time, a lot of union-friendly candidates from Tennessee Farmers Alliance were elected to office, which would embolden the miners and the labor unions in the area to demand more humane treatment. For example, they successfully demanded to be paid real money instead of company fake money. This was, a ma- this was the major motivation for the Jew owners seeking to rent niggers from the state rather than pay. Does he uh, name these Jew owners? I'm curious what their names he are. He never names them, though. No, this, this is pretty annoying, huh? All this can go away. You bought a paywall. Writestuff.biz slash paywall. You can use crypto, e-checks, mail in a money order, or even use your credit card on Sven's Odyssey channel. The link will be below in the show notes. That's the writestuff.biz slash paywall. I just want to say one thing about this. A lot of these business owners were white. Like I was, were, I, I was sitting here wondering. <laughs> yeah, like we got to be like, honest about this. Well, like, comparing Jew, but claims, I'm not so certain. The, I look, the name I found for the owner of this he company claims that through corporate, like I'm sure there were Jew financial Jews, interests. Jews finance these things, and I'm sure that they were. But the, top the name I'm looking at as the owner of this company in this thing is Edward J. Sanford. And Sanford and Sons, who is who is not Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I'm fully, I'm fully, I'm fully willing to believe that's just the the that's the name you're allowed to know. That's the Bill Gates. It could of the be. Whole thing. It could. Be. I'm like, I'm sure there was Jew, Jew financial interests were everywhere, but they were not. Oftentimes, the the people owning, like the the owners of these companies and the CEOs and the big, mm-hmm. uh, were, were white people. Look, white people are happy to to be capitalist scumbags. Okay, that's another thing. Like some, there's always going to be that that element. So I think we we just had to be honest about these things. Like, yes, Jews have been financially involved in America for a long time, but some of these big, some of the owners that were the I don't of these abusive companies were white. But yeah, what? Coal Creek was a company town, and therefore the homes where miners were living were owned by the company. Therefore, when they abruptly fired for no reason to ship in niggers, eviction started. Tempers came to a head when the company used these criminal niggers to tear down people's homes to make room for the stockades. To house the niggers. In response, about 300 miners got their guns, rounded up the niggers, forced them onto a train, and shipped them back to Knoxville, today called Knoxville because of the nigger, nigger population. The miners sent a telegram to the governor explaining that they were only retaking their property and asking him to intervene on their behalf. Instead, the governor got the uh, Tennessee State Militia together, the equivalent of the National Guard, and brought the niggers back to town. Again, the government works for the Jew, not for you. State-enforced niggers. Okay, so here we go. Yeah. The Tennessee Coal, Iron, and Railroad Company was founded as a Suwannee Furnace Company, a small mining concern established in 1852 by a national entrepreneur seeking to exploit Tennessee's rich coal reserves in the 19th century railroad boom. After losing money, the business was sold to New York investors in 1859 and reorganized the Tennessee Coal and Rail Company. Um, This says key people, George, George Gordon Crawford, another white name, but again... I'm sure that these New York investors, New York I mean, investors. the question is, who were these New York investors? Oh, and you could probably God. find out, but it would be some research you'd have to do. Um, so this is referencing some book called The Industrial Revolution, America, Iron, Steel, and Railroads, uh, and Steam Shipping. So, so um, it continues. Again, yeah. the government works I for remember them. about these company towns is they would not let you buy a house. Like, it wasn't it's, even an It's their house, yeah. So about 2,000 miners from around the area, all armed, surrounded the nigger menace. Again, the miners won. <coughs> Pardon me. Rounding up the niggers and shipping them back to Knoxville. But they did not stop there. They marched to a nearby iron mine and rounded, all, rounded up all the niggers there and sent them back, too. While this was ongoing, the courts were convening to, de- to determine what to do. The Tennessee Supreme Court in October of 1891 ruled against the miners. In response, a call to arms was sent out, and the miners began retaking what was theirs, Burning down the stockades. Now, see that? That's. I mean, you can even like tell Trump about this. Like, you were the president oh. of the United States, and look what p- normal people did when the court ruling came down. They didn't like. <laughs> Let's think. I found an article for Mike. The governor sent uh, a militia to build a fort on a nearby hill. Gave them machine guns. <laughs> oh, white convicts were uh, white convicts were freed, armed, and joined the miners. That's funny. Uh, the governor sent a militia to build a fort on a nearby hill, gave them machine guns, and they would indiscriminately shoot any white man, woman, or child they saw. The miners began taking over other nearby towns like Oliver Springs. The niggers there were put on a train and sent to Nashville. Uh, the commander of the fort was quickly captured, uh, but this caused the second-in-command, Lieutenant Fife, to reinforce his position. The governor sent almost 600 more soldiers to help kill the white folks and ordered... Fuck, 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 fuck. In order to all sheriffs to to dorm posses against the people. Local sheriffs, of course, refused, but they also refused to help the miners. It's going to be uh, neutral and not allowing the posses to break. What is it, the, the Fourth Amendment? I can't remember. Uh, 
as the force reinforcements entered the area, they were ambushed and temporarily prevented from entering the area. Eventually, though, the miners were simply too low in equipment, rations, and in numbers, and in numbers, and hundreds were arrested, and few were executed. All the leaders had escaped across state lines or in the mountains and were not punished. Most of the miners who were arrested were acquitted, and those who were not acquitted were only issued small fines. Only one was put away for a long time, a Jew from Chattanooga who came to the area to spread his anarchist philosophy. <laughs> yeah, Sadly, because of go. his Jewishness, he was he was let out after only serving two years. In the end, even though the miners technically lost, the war put an end to the system of renting nigger criminals, and instead the state built uh, brush. Listen to this. To get around this, the, they built a prison, Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary, where niggers could mine coal right there in the prison and no longer be so <laughs> They just built a prison around a coal mine and put the niggers to work there. Uh, so. Yeah, so I'm actually looking at this uh, history of this is the um, so this is Cold Creek is in Cold Creek, Tennessee, and the ultimate company that was um, uh, in charge of this uh, was the Tennessee Coal Iron and Railway Company, and uh, yes, there was goys at the top levels of this company. But when you look at the the whole idea, you know, they were sold to these New York investors, and then we have um, in 1907, uh, which was after this thing though. J.P. Morgan made a play for this company, and they took it over with some financial shit in New York City. So all this kind of stuff is going on. But they they actually picked it up from a Wall Street firm called Moore & Schley. Sounds to me like you know, Schley, you know, you know, I don't have any evidence, but you gotta, you know, you got to think about it. But we do know Morgan was a Rothschild man. That's, yeah. that's what actually – J.P. Morgan was not Jewish, but he was a Rothschild man. He was an interesting article in JSTOR. It may be worth paying a little money for. Is middlemen of the coal fields the role of Jews in the economy of southern West Virginia coal towns, 1890 to Now that sounds interesting. <laughs> what are you kidding? That sounds very interesting. So what I would say though is like again, these labor struggles were real, and we should always side with the miners and the workers no matter what. But yes, there there was these was Jewish finance was involved. Um. But we have to be accurate in how we discuss it. Otherwise, it won't be, you know. Well, I, I would say the accuracy is, like, I, I don't believe for a second that wait, the people I'm supposed to, like, I'm supposed to believe that Klaus Schwab is running the world economy right now. That's I don't true. Believe that yeah, that's so true. They've any... always managed to put, they, well, look, the, the, Klaus Schwab I mean, think about, like, what there, can you, you can't You can't double check it. Something you can. You just have to do a lot of research. Yeah. You you have to look so back just, behind the scenes. But so this New York stands. investor thing is, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're also they also will put these robber baron and yep. I'm not even making apologies for robber barons. There are shitty goys that will like buy into and work within this system for their own benefit, like people like Morgan and and things like that. They will do this. There always are going to be people like that, right? Hmm. But that doesn't it doesn't so, negate the fact that the whole financial construct of how this the, the, the how capital moves and operates. Oh, hey, Goy. Herschel here. Are you listening to a free fag episode of The Daily Shower? Do you need a small personal loan so you can afford a paywall subscription? I may be able to help you out. For the very low price of just $10 a month, you can listen to Mike finish his talking points without annoying promotional bits like this one. Log on to therightstuff.biz slash paywall and pick the payment option that best suits your white man's agency level. E-checks, money order by mail, or cryptocurrency. Support TRS's efforts in shutting down yids like me. Ultimately, it was operating out of New York, and that is a system that was taken over by Jews much earlier than you might think. So he's got another Cold War story here. That was the conclusion of that one. 
the most infamous of the Cold Wars is the one which took place in West Virginia. For those who are familiar, West Virginia was illegally created by the United States Yankees when the, con- when the Chad Federates declared that they were no longer interested in being abused by the Northern Yankee bastards or Cisneeding, formerly Chucks. After the War of Northern Aggression, West Virginia was kept separate from the rest of Virginia to further punish the Southerners and to further abuse the white people who lived there. Uh, since its inception, West Virginia was a colony of the Jews, and even into modern times, the people there suffer needlessly for the profit of these Jews. The reason why the West Virginia Cold Wars were so infamous is because of how quick the Jews were to draw guns on innocent white families. Uh, the, the owners of coal mining companies hired a private army equipped with rifles and machine guns to intimidate, assault, murder anyone who even thought about striking. In response, the miners began to arm themselves. On September 1st, 1912, 6,000 miners in West Virginia banded together with the intent of driving out the private army. Now you've got me skipping over the word Jews because you make me nervous. Well, look, I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, like, we, the, you just have to be, these yeah. things happen. We just have yeah. to be accurate about how we report them. Um, in response, yet again, the government decided to ally itself with Jewish interests against humanity, and the governor declared martial law, stealing tons of guns, ammo, mining equipment, etc., from the miners without due process. The Cold Wars in West Virginia lasted about a decade, from 1912-1921. The largest uprising of the, in the history of the United States took place at the end of this period, of bloodshed and abuse by the Judeo-Government Coalition, the Battle of Blair Mountain. Ten miles south of West Virginia's cop, capital, Charleston, there is a small town called Lens Creek. It was there that 5,000 to 20,000 armed miners gathered and marched south into Logan County in August 1921. In response, the local government had gathered about 2,000 police, military, and some from the aforementioned uh, private army on August 25th. The miners began to arrive in the mountains nearby, and fighting was quick to start. The fighting was enough that the president of the United States, Warren Harding, threatened to bring in the U.S. military. He would come through on that threat and summon the 19th and 26th U.S. Infantry Division from Camp Sherman in Ohio and Camp Dix, LOL, from New Jersey. Of course, the miners were unfazed. After all, the United States had been an unabashed enemy of the white people everywhere for over 100 years at this point. The U.S. military had with them about 2,500 troops, machine guns, and military aircraft from World War One. Much of the mines... Miner's boldness came from the massacre which took place the year prior. A local police chief, uh, Sid Hatfield, of no relation to the famous Hatfield McCoys, though they did use the similar name for marketing purposes. Uh, So this chief deputized some miners and attempted to arrest some of the uh, private army. And in response, the Jew private army claimed they had a warrant for the police chief's arrest. The warrant was forged, and upon discovery of this, a gunfight ensued, resulting in the Matawan Massacre of 1920, which killed two miners, a mayor, and seven uh, Jew-employed private military. And response, wait, wait, a mayor, a mayor was killed. I guess. Yeah, so. dude, this shit was this. this shit's th- these up. these these old labor struggles were it was bloody, 100 years man. ago. Like like they were really bloody. And the, the the Myers like fought and they fought cops. They fought National Guard. They fought all these people and you know, all this shit was over like strike breaking. And of course, the government always coming in on the side of the corporations, which you know. Jews are not like that shit is wrong and the miners were right. So I'm like that's that is what it is. And I'm sure there was Jews involved in it, but again, I just have to be And the other I just also want to say this real quick. The Confederacy was no friend of the white worker. Okay? The Confederacy was a slave yeah, a, a agricultural slave economy which actually was most unfriendly to the non-slave owning white. Yeah. So you had Southern planters but, but, that but, were making but, but, but southern aristocracy. That's fine. I mean, if if that, but you, but the, most people. Here's the here's the funny thing though. Southerners, frankly, 
you are probably not descended from Southern aristocracy because they were fucking wiped out. Oh, Jesus. Like, right. you are descended from the people who were being screwed. You are descended from the working class people who were locked out of land ownership by these massive plantations run by these fucking niggers where the, your ancestors had to be sharecroppers and and things like that and were actually also denied property ownership by the fucking slave system, which was one of the biggest fucking mistake ever made. You know, introduce a nigger problem to this country. So I have a bit of a nuanced view on that, too. Um, uh, now, I do fly the battle flag, but I fly the battle flag because I see the battle flag as, as a, just a flag of fuck you, white, white solidarity at this point. But, uh, yeah, you know, the Confederacy also had its problems. And also, remember, the finance minister was a fucking Jew. <laughs> Judah Benjamin. So, Benjamin. yeah, you know, it's not yeah. like it's, you know, this was not, this, you know, I, I, it's not like this was this, this was an institution that was friendly to the white worker. Like they would have been, because of the sort of reactionary aristocratic mindset, they would have been perfectly happy to crush white workers too. But yeah. So he says, anyway, back to Blair Mountain, Battle of Blair Mountain. Some dumb Irish woman, he puts Irish in triple parentheses, <laughs> called, <laughs> called Mother Jones. Yeah, well, she wanted to, she didn't want them to do it. Yeah. She tried. And they have that dumb fucking gay Jewish magazine yeah, no, Mother that's Mother. still named after yeah. her. And she was the one that was like trying to stop them. Gotta hear, you got to hear his pants though. Yeah. Some dumb Irish woman named Mother Jones begged the miners to give up because she's the 1920s equivalent to the one woman who screams for no reason in the background of all the fight videos. <laughs> <laughs> After the military began sending Martin MB1 bombers, the miners did begin did begin a tactical retreat. But the swarthy Gaithiests commanding the uh, military were fighting for Moloch and would allow no such thing. <laughs> Well, uh, what's funny is Mother Jones was one of the co-founders of the Wobblies. Yeah. Now, for those of you that to understand this, Wobblies was a Jewish organization. Wobblies were set up as a Jew anarchist thing to actually break the power of the real unions. Wobblies are fake. They've always Very been cool. fake. They always brought in politics that the union miners were not particularly interested in, like gay anarchist politics and like anti-white, like Jewish multiracial shit. The whole point of the Wobblies was to break power of unions, to have Jews take over unions, and to use this as a way, again, to get Jews to kick Gentiles out of the positions of power and put Jews in. The purpose of leftism. So there there are Jews that will talk about their brave part in these labor struggles, but always remember, that shit is, one, it was bullshit because they always were coming in as outside agitators. And then, additionally... They were trying to agitate for politics that these miners had no interest in, mm. and their only purpose in doing that, their only purpose in doing that was to get rid of uh, vestiges of Gentile elites. That is what Jewish leftism is about, and they, mm -hmm. they will talk all this game, but it's all bullshit, and you see the bullshit now because they've just done – they don't even discuss it. They don't give a fuck. Now their whole thing is we literally have to undercut labor in america with as many fucking mexican and fucking south american ethiopian whatever the fuck scabs from all over the fucking world to come in h1b's you know i saw you know this weekend at, at a labor day parade in a town in new jersey <laughs> the european the, the new jersey european heritage society went out and they marched in their local labor day parade and they and they were they were i saw daryl lamont jenkins and all these fucking leftists were all pissed off about it they held a sign that said protect american labor close the border it was the best labor day message i saw and they, the town like let them do it because from their perspective they're like all right well they asked to march and they, they mm. have a labor message so 
There it is. And the, the, they're going crazy trying to find out what town manager let this happen. And they're mm. trying to like dox. And it's not really, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. But I give credit to the <laughs> New Jersey European Heritage Society for going out there and putting that message out there. It was a great Labor Day message. And so, yeah, like that's, that's what, that's what the left that pretends that they were involved in these struggles back then is doing today. They're, they're trying to shut down people saying actually protect American labor. By shutting down the border. And remember, the most important thing, I think, the biggest lesson from the labor struggles of the 19th century is that they were white. The Whatever the uh, the identities of the financiers behind the scenes and the CEOs and the big capitalists, some of whom are white, many of whom are Jewish, um, the workers were white. And they were self-consciously white. And they actually were able to put pressure on some states to even get laws to exclude non-white labor. Like, think about this. In the 1890s in California, the labor in America, white labor in America, had enough power that they were able to get Chinese Exclusion Act, anti-Cooley laws, all that stuff in, in there. And this is actually why Jews have always secretly fucking hated unions. They pretend to like them when they start up gay shit like the Wobblies, which are only there. They're only there to break white labor. They're only there to break solidarity and break white labor and make it like it's this multi- – they were literally doing the multiracial coalition of the working class – before anybody was doing it and so like uh you know that that's what that's what the issue is the the labor movement in america is a white movement which is why jews always wanted to shut it down so the military coalition began marching through nearby towns murdering any white man woman or child who so much as looked at them in the wrong way of note many families were executed for being white in the town of sharples just north of blair mountain this war crime sent the miners back to the mountain furious now in the back Oh, 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 you don't like interruptions. Well, this is a different kind of interruption. This is a pre-recorded interruption to remind you that you wouldn't be hearing this interruption if you would actually pony up, support our work here at TRS, and buy a subscription to the show. It's only $10 a month uh, un- un- unless you're using, like, e-checks. Then there's some extra fees because the e-checks fucking suck. Don't use those. The point is we need your support. You can't use credit cards anymore. It's kind of a pain in the balls, but we still need you to help us out. And if you're enjoying the content... Uh, these silly commercials will go away. We won't bother you anymore if you just do. So go to the right stuff.biz slash paywall, uh, make an order. You can use Z checks. You can mail in a money order. You can use a bunch of different cryptocurrencies, all which suck and are annoying, but we'll fit, get it figured out. Or you can go to my Odyssey channel, Uncle Spend's other tone stream, and you can uh, give me a donation there and send me a screenshot of the transaction. We'll get you figured out. So, yeah. I guess any second now we'll go back to the show. I don't know when because I don't want these to be quick and predictable so that you can't just skip through them to make them go away. So this one's going to be a little extra long. But yeah, you need a subscription. You need a subscription. Battle began. The United States military used bombers and private planes to drop explosives and poison gas left over from World War I indiscriminately on anywhere that white people might be. And you're supposed to cry about the Tulsa race riot. Yeah, like they had to they had to invent that stuff, and here it actually fucking happened. About fifty one hundred miners were murdered, and hundreds more injured. About thirty Jew coalition members were killed. Unfortunately, because many of the miners were military veterans themselves, they cucked out and refused to fire upon the U.S. military, even though the military was murdering women and children using chemical weapons on civilians. Because the miners' leadership was cucking out and refused to fight the government who was murdering them for the benefit of Jews, and because of the inability to combat the air superiority, the miners hid their guns in the mountains and retreated. 
985 of these miners were eventually caught and arrested for murder, conspiracy, and treason. Unlike in Tennessee, the judicial system in West Virginia was jewel-lined, and very few of those miners uh, would be freed. In the short term, union membership fell 80 to 90 percent in West Virginia and nearby states. Uh, and nearby states. This coincided with the collapse of the coal industry as a whole, due in part to oil, diesel, petrol fuels becoming more popular. This loss uh, would also force unions to do slow Jew-controlled reforms through the legal injustice system instead of violence because violence works too well, and the legal injustice system is set up to benefit the Jews first. In hindsight, most see this as a Pyrrhic victory because uh, because of if not for the Cold Wars, we never would have had labor reforms of the late 1930s that uh, he mentioned the OP, like no more child slavery, no more slavery to company town style, etc. That's all, folks. Hope you all learned something. So, that was the largest labor uprising in American history. Yeah, so it looks like you have to do more research into this. Warren knows a lot more about all this yeah. than I do. But one of the specific goals of the Wobblies was to undermine this group called the Knights of Labor, which was actually a white – like they actually tolerated the – this is here. They tolerated – the inclusion of blacks as long as workplaces remain segregated. So mm. white workers and black workers didn't mix, totally opposed to immigration. Mm. And they were both Catholic and Protestants both joined. So it was a white thing. And the Wobblies hated this fucking organization. And they actually probably planted the bomb at Haymarket because that's what ultimately broke mm. it. That's what ultimately destroyed it. But anyway, um, I don't know all of that, any of that. More research has to be done. I am not as familiar with this history as Warren is. Mm. But these are these were very bloody. But I do know the main thing is that the the early labor, like the union organizing in America, early union organizing, the stuff that the left used to brag about, they don't want to brag about it anymore because they can't shake this this uh, this from their perspective taint of white of white racism mm. of white of actually like the the, the self identified whiteness of these workers, and um, you know they they also thought one of the things that uh, many of these companies thought was that they would, this happened particularly in Pennsylvania, West Virginia, um, and uh, throughout coal country, really, that by recruiting workers, you know, during the immigration wave from Europe after the Civil War, from all different European countries, they could break solidarity. That didn't work. Mm. It worked for a little bit. It worked for a little bit, but ultimately, they got over it. So they put Germans and Czechs, and Poles and, and like, you know, Italians and Tyrols, people from South Tyrol, you know, which was a, a disputed territory between Germany and Italy um, and all this stuff. They, they oh, had it was in Middle Earth. No, maybe there might be something like that in Middle Earth. Well, it kind of is. Have you ever been to that part of the, of the world? It looks like Middle Earth. I mean, it's like. Oh, I've never been to Middle Earth. <laughs> if you've ever so. been to the, the Alps between Italy and Germany, it's probably the most amazing fucking place in the world. But, um. Yeah, so, but the thing is, you know, I even went to the, the Anthracite Museum, some, uh, I don't even remember where it is in Cole, some Cole County, Pennsylvania, a few years ago, and I was looking at the history of this, and as you look at, they they actually brag in the museum about the fact that How many the, niggers they had? Well, they tried to brag about niggers, but they couldn't do it. <laughs> but what they did, they did sort of, uh, despite Brag about Italians, the next best thing? The, the, what they did, despite themselves Just brag about, joke. was the fact that ultimately... The workers overcame ethnic differences in order to actually maintain solidarity, which was solidarity then along racial lines. But they don't want to mention that. And then they have a very hard time talking about the relationship like, so to, to actual blacks. Is you saying 
that diversity is an effective means of breaking solidarity amongst people, and that it's, it's apparently no, and it's notable that these people overcame that rather than succumb to it. Like they're expected to succumb to the diversity, destroying their ability to collectively bargain. And it's remarkable that that didn't take place. Is you is that what you're saying? Well, I think what the lesson here is museum? is that the racial uh, similarity over ultimately, even if the there, there you couldn't stoke up ethnic conflict like temporarily among whites, but once they're together long enough. The racial similarities will actually just make that I stuff just, irrelevant. I, I just like the nod towards like racial, you know, diversity is supposed to be our strength. You would think that like if you had a bunch of coal miners and they're all different ethnicities and different races from all over the world, that would be the strongest correlation you ever saw. Like you couldn't run a mining concern with that with workforce because the the diversity would make them so strong. Right. They would right, just right, get right, out. Right. I mean, they would make the the owners would have to live in the company town. They would have to pay. This incredibly based and powerful, diverse workforce, they have to pay them the company money to live in their company-owned houses because diversity just – they'd be invincible. If One of the interesting diverse. things about it is, though, that when it comes to – when they're only talking about whites and they talk about the different European ethnicities and stuff, and they, they talk about mainly the thing that had to be overcome was, frankly, language barriers. Once people had been assimilated enough that they spoke English, this was this be, kind of became irrelevant. Now they were just sort of Americans, and that's happened to all of us by now. Yeah. But um, one of the things that's clear is that this was always a strategy. This has always been a strategy of capital to do this, and they've always known and been. It's always been a self-conscious strategy to do this of using diversity. And I think that the funny thing is, like, you can have like Czechs and Germans. Who are both speaking like different languages, like in the same union, and like eventually they'll get along. But when you bring in blacks, even when they all speak English, <laughs> granted, blacks speak English. I mean, that's an iffy premise, but um, it just doesn't work. And they get real iffy about it when they talk about it once it comes to actual racial barriers. But they actually will talk about it when it comes to when you're only talking about whites and you're talking about ethnic barriers. Um, so they've known this for a long time. And one of the things the left does when talking about this stuff is they say capital creates racism. That it didn't exist. It's like they, oh. their idea of the null hypothesis is no racism. All races just naturally get along because of class similarities. Like working class, people, like wage workers, working class of all races are fundamentally the same and will have no problems with each other. Uh, this is their null hypothesis, and then that capital capital comes in and actually stokes the racism. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. the opposite of the truth. <laughs> there's there's an element of something true there because they do use race issues to break workers' solidarity, but it's exactly in the opposite way of how the left would want you to do it. In the end, they end up assisting it by insisting that you can have this solidarity across racial grounds, and then uh, punishing you for not being able to do it. And so, like, why should workers be punished because they don't meet the left's ideals of how they're supposed to act towards other races? Fuck that. Like, why not just look at what works? Why not just look at what works? Racial solidarity in labor organizing obviously is much stronger than multiracial uh, coalitions. Multiracial coalitions break and are weak, and it's easy to break them. Why not just accept this as a fact of nature and organize accordingly? That's what you would do if you were actually pro-worker. But right. they're not actually which, a pro-worker. Which style of organization is easier to gay up? Hmm. Well, the Jews yeah. know this. That's why they band together right. for Jewish interests, and they just make sure nobody right. else is. Right. That's sort of the whole game. Here. So, yeah. 
So yeah, so I would uh, again. We're out of content ten minutes early. That's okay. So I'm sure there's going to be people that are going to be chiming in about like this this segment that know a lot about these labor struggles, and that's fine. Um, That'd be great. I'm just. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't even realize until yesterday. I was talking to a guy from West Virginia. I didn't realize they they had small scale independent coal mining for a long time, but this mm-hmm. was destroyed via other kinds of economic mm-hmm. policies. In the same way that they got rid of the small scale tobacco farming and small scale farming in general, like all of these little independent, like uh, one family operations, or maybe in this case one coal miner, whatever it is, they've all been eliminated. They've all been destroyed. Well, it's funny. It's funny how like uh, everyone wants to. The system likes to downplay the idea that there's like there were like bloody like war battles mm-hmm. in, on our soil fought by our military. Like you know, what happened to co- Posse Comitatus? It's like oh no, they're dro- that happened. Like they're yeah, they're just dropping bombs on West Virginia coal, mine- coal miners and like mustard gas and shit. That's that's your Posse Comitatus. Is that even the right word for it, Posse? You will. That's like the. That's like you the military fight. can't be used on American yeah, soil. Yeah, yeah, all right. I do have the but right. But they thing. see they use the National Guard. That's how they get around that. Like, well, the National Guard can't be. That's that does some of that. This is just the U.S. military. Get around that. Because the National Guard can also be used in Afghanistan ineffectively. Where that's the so funny thing is uh-huh. like National Guard is supposed to be then also organized for the state level. So it's like a state National mm-hmm. Guard. And and in those days, the governors would just do it. The governors would be like, all right, yeah, call out, read the riot act, call them out, like put them, you know. Put them in the streets and fight these. Uh, go and fight against the the laborers. You know, yeah, and they're the bad guys, the laborers. But the ones that were really doing the the, the stuff were the private armies, mm. like the Pinkertons and stuff like yeah. that. They were the ones that were really doing the murders and things like that. But yeah, this was a this was an intense period. But the funny thing is how uneducated even we are about it. It's not part of our normal education. Like everybody knows about the civil rights era, mm-hmm. right? right? Everyone knows about all that. Shit. Well, not really. You get that's also sanitized. We're just like all the upshot of the yeah. civil rights era was like some blacks. But got you're given narratives down, like yeah. like fire hoses hit them and it was yes. mean. That's true. You're right. People don't really know about the civil rights era, but they're aware of it as a time of like strife. It's like the white the Watts riots. Like there wasn't like it wasn't just like fire hoses hitting niggers. Like well, the fire hoses were hitting like all the fires the niggers set. Well, they were also like <laughs> it was a similar thing. To, it was literally a George Floyd style situation yeah, that started it's the same it off. Shit. But um. The other thing about that is that people know that it happened and they are given narratives about yeah. it. This era, people are – it is literally just skipped over no, if talked about, about it at all. It. You're not taught about it in school. Even in – I took AP U.S. history in 11th grade and this was – we did – there was even a section on the robber barons. But it was like – it was basically naming you know Morgan, Carnegie, uh, Vanderbilt, like Grant, like those, those big families and that's it. And talking about they did shipping, they did – like they did railroads, you know they, you know they did finance, and then that's it. Nothing else. The modern day ones, like you're not supposed to hate those. So I don't know, like what, you just have to let it all go now. It's like you're not supposed to hate the Bezoses, right? The Gateses. These are your heroes. You know. Well, you are supposed to hate Bill Gates because he's, if you're a Republican. Yes, you're never. Well, the the, the remarkable thing is, as you said, this is actually what some of you said, which is that. Because it's our own time and it's easier to research things that are going on in our own time because we can look at public records and stuff and find yeah. things out from the internet about who's running what, we can see all the Judaism. Now, it's also the Judaism is like so much more intense and in your face and there's so many more of them uh, right now. So it's, it's fairly easy to do it. Yet, yet, the mainstream narratives, the bad guys are meticulously curated to always be goys with the exception of Soros. 
who is also then yeah. framed as a Nazi yeah, in a any Nazi. discourse where he is named, he is framed as a Nazi, which is fucking retarded. Brilliant it's actually shit. like really stupid. And people that, that talk about that and repeat that should actually just be embarrassed because it's that fucking dumb. George Soros' entire life is dedicated to never allowing anything like Nazism to ever yeah. happen again. And every billion, every dollar he's stolen from a European economy that he's tanked, every fucking dollar that goes through that guy's pockets is literally dedicated to making sure white people never have a political movement like Nazism ever again. That's the guy's life story, and then they call him a Nazi. I mean, it's fucking retarded. Anybody should be embarrassed to repeat that shit. Just like I'm seeing, um, you know, people are talking about Dark Brandon, and they were putting pictures of like him next to Hitler. You see the Ben Garrison cartoon? It was so fucking stupid. Oh, no. No, I haven't. It was, it was Hitler browbeating a Jew, and then underneath is Brandon browbeating a guy in a MAGA hat. Oh my! It's so bad. Oh. Yeah, I don't even know where you find these cartoons. I just saw it shared online. It was, it was definitely was the authentic. But uh, yeah, oh my God, some of these comments. I've just, I've got a bunch of Ben Garrison comics. They're so terrible. You, is, does he have a they site got, where man, you can just go so and look at his? Uh, well, just look at this one, the Black Swan event, like the world riding on the back of black. oh the the head of the Black Swan is a coronavirus, Lake of Debt, and you're going over the. He says, hold on. Let's see. Let me see. Does he have the latest? I saw uh, one worse recently. I think I think it was I think it was uh, O'Biden as Hitler, as Hitler. I think oh, is what it was. What's so funny is he has like he has like these ones that are like <laughs> like kind of racist. Like he's got this. Oh my god, look at this of, one. This is so gay trying to win the black vote. Look at these look at this black couple. The Huxtables couldn't live up to this like level of code switching. Yeah. My God. Elizabeth Warren and fucking dressed up like an Indian. Vote for me. <laughs> I'm racially sensitive. Yeah, because the one thing blacks don't do is vote for Democrats. Yeah, so he's got one disgusted here by it. where it's like Praetorian Guard, Gestapo, KGB, FBI. So he's got like a Roman centurion, a Nazi, a KGB officer, and then an FBI officer. It's like These are all the same. And I'm like, that's not what an the, FBI guy looks like. An FBI guy does not look that cool. No, an FBI, the FBI is like guy a, is like a, a chubby a, middle-aged nerd. He's a faggot in a suit, or he's like yeah. a flannel, yeah, yeah. Like a chubby nerd that like thinks he's gonna rap with. He's gonna have a rap session with you. Yeah, imagine rap. But with anyway, kids. Like, I don't I, know. look, I understand you're political. I, 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 I partially agree. He's like, okay, this is just so predictable with Ben Garrison. Then he has like, these some of these cartoons that are like kind of racist. Like, he's got one about Lord of the Rings, where it's just like, all right, this is obviously racial. I'm very mad. Like, why won't? Why can't I get the Dark Brandon one? I don't know. Up. I have it on like Telegram. I can get it from there. But uh, oh, here's an edit: Trump versus the Jewish media. <laughs> well, I mean, dude, like the edits of his shit was just so classic. But but the other thing was he was so mad about that. Of course he was. Yeah, I guess he didn't upload the Dark Brandon one yet. I don't know. Or just like Dark Brandon doesn't. No, it was definitely a totally authentic Ben Garrison. One. Well, this is knowyourmeme.com. Are they doing Dark Brandon? Like, what is mean? his actual website? Is he just like Ben It's Garrison? like graphics or whatever. Oh, right. Yeah. Graphics.com. If you go to bengarrison.com, he's got a link to it. There it is. See, that's what I'm saying. It's like just racist. <laughs> that's just a racist cartoon. But it's funny, but it's like... Is this like, a, a, is this like, a, is like Obama in there? Like, oh, oh, there it is. Oh, there, oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. Jesus. Of fucking course, Christ, you get the Garrison. pop-up ad. Yeah, just... I mean... 
Oh yeah. my god, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Can you just right click and get it in a new window on its own? I don't know. There you go. Yeah, there you go. You're evil. No, you're evil. Oh wait, I get it. It's not an argument. I like Sorry. how like the Jew is scared and the MAGA guy is rolling his eyes. Mm. I mean, okay, but it's almost like it's almost like they're just like anybody speaking. This reminds behind the podium is like a bad talk, person. We have to talk in the second hour, maybe on Friday about. So on Saturday, when we were waiting for the event to start, we'd sit around the hotel room, and we were watching on cable television something called the American Heroes Channel. Oh my god! And they have a very lengthy documentary, or maybe it's a documentary series, and we watched two hours of it called Apocalypse Hitler. God. (laughs) You can you can order this. That's a fucking awesome name for awesome title. That's a great name. Yeah. Apocalypse Hitler. Apocalypse Hitler. So. And it's just like they did. They did. It was an interesting quirk. Instead of just like saying he's evil, they would That's take take the things he did and said and just like try to say that these things were evil or vaginal, depending on oh, what yeah, context yeah, yeah, was. Yeah. Did you know this faggot Hitler? He carried a portion of his mother all the way till the day he died. What faggot? Wow! What, what a weak wow! Pussy. He loved what his kind mom. of pussy likes their Ugh. mom? What a fag. What a mama's por- boy. Yeah. He carried a portrait of his mother with him. He carried it with him or he wow. just had it like in his room he, like, or something? He had it like in his, in his house or something. Or oh, something. I maybe, don't know. Maybe he had a picture of his mom like in his breast pocket or something. Like, whatever. Wait, what? Mike was going to say what? Did we all miss that? Is that because this is the free fag edition? Go to the rightstuff.biz slash paywall for your subscription today. Was the fashion at the time? I think a lot of people maybe did stuff like that. I think everybody had like little lockets with whatever. But it was just funny. Like we should. I'll try to find some clips from that. If I have to buy the Blu-ray, I will. Well, you know what's interesting? I was. Um, so how do I go to this one? Because he's Lord Damn Rangs. Yeah. Lord of the Cringes. Obama in the middle. Oh, it's Lord of the Cringes. That's great. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Destroy MAGA, big guy, charge. Why is he? He's like slapping the horse's ass. It's King yeah. Biden. I mean, DC I didn't even swamp. read the text. I just see, like, Obama. Well, Striker Hunter, was... that's very good. It's Hunter Baggins. <laughs> that's funny. All right, that's actually funny. <laughs> this is what the hell are you Hunter smoking? Bag- and he's smoking. He's blowing smoke rings. Nancy Pelosi has Gollum holding a bottle of vodka. My precious. That's funny. <laughs> so, Fauci I didn't is the know this. Princess. No, it should be. Apparently, should be... Oh, in man. this new Lord of the Rings, there's, like, a section where, like, um, there's, like, a white human and like a black elf but but again there's people of every race yeah that like lord of the rings already has their races right like yeah. elves humans orcs dwarves whatever but in every race there's people of every actual human race so there's like black they're like yeah. elves that are black and there's a scene where apparently like a, a human who's white is like dancing an elf who just happens to be black and he's, he's like calls him like pointy ears and i'm like why don't you just call him nigger yeah why call him nigger lips like, why don't you call him Fat Lips or something like that? Like, like, point years, like, that's the most salient characteristic here of this nigger. It's like, he's like, it's just, it, it's just, and he's like, no, because there's actually, there's, there's, there's black, it's so, like, there's African elves and African humans. It's just, it doesn't make sense. It's fucking retarded. It's like, it's already about race. <laughs> like, fantasy, that's the thing about fantasy, which is why a lot of people that like fantasy and even sci-fi can easily become racist because it's already, these stories are already all about race. Because you, you have to literally, they're literally about races that fight each other. <laughs> Over there, like those whole genres are about that, right? They have to be about. And that. they all have these like really like hard uh, tendencies, or these like they are, their identity is so like in black and white. 
Yeah, in, what's in, also uh, funny is like how... these are the dwarves. They go under mountains and dig for jewelry. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, these yeah. are the men. They eventually fail for some reason. Well, the idea of the Lord of the Rings is that men are like coming, are, are like naturally coming into their own at yeah. the end. Like there's it's going to be a world for men now. Like all these other magical races are disappearing yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, we should take a break. We should take a break. We should we should because now I'm thinking of that god awful Amazon series that I'm not going to watch. Well, we you don't, talk it's about already it going to get shut down. Like they've they they are not letting people comment on it. They're not letting people. They're not letting users give reviews of it. No. Well, even it's already done. Like, even people that aren't in the racial politics are panning it as just being terrible. But I, I always say though. Why though? Well, they, do, they either they either can't admit it to themselves or won't admit it to the audience. Why? But yeah, everybody that doesn't well, what, what, like what, what, it. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? You, you can objectively look at something and say this is corporate design slop that sucks. You can. It looks like it was put together by a fucking committee. Yeah, of course you can. But what but is it that was put together by the committee? You the also racism, can't escape the, the racial elements of that when you do that. Because that's the corp. That's that's what they part. Do. That's an integral part. I think of, they know it with Tolkien. I think these people actually do know that with Tolkien. Yeah, Tolkien. it's also why Wheel of Time is a flop. You know, and, and so, so do, uh, sorry. I, I like the continuity song. here that uh, that the reason that you don't see any blacks in the original Lord of the Rings series that Peter Jackson did is because they were yeah. they were all exterminated. They're ethnically yeah. cleansed. Yeah, they yeah. actually they did a race war, a real race war after this. <laughs> but yeah, that's no, canon. I mean that's canon. Now. Oh, unity. I think you can look at it and be like, this just sucks because it sucks. Free. But you can't. I think you can't escape the racial element of it, and it's it's like a and even people that are desperately trying to do that are kind of fooling themselves. Like at least just acknowledge that's part of it. Like even if, I'm sure it's also bad on many many artistic merits aside from the racial thing. One thing that somebody said to me years ago, which I always thought was kind of interesting. Uh, I don't totally agree with this critique, Is that but it's Jimmy a, Norton. <laughs> no, yeah, it's supposed to be Alex Jones. Looks like Jimmy Norton. Well, there's actually a right, funny one. Find that one. Go on. The, fin- the final thing was like the thing I was saying is like they said to me it was when the first when the new Star Wars came out when the first of the new Star Wars came out with like Ray and Finn and all that stuff. They said like actually they, they said one one way to think of it is like yes they're trying to put more diversity into stuff. Another way to think of it is this movie just sucks and it's going to get less criticism if you put niggers and women in it. I was like that's interesting, but I also think that they are also just trying to take white people out of these things. They just want to put heroes in front of you that aren't white and have you worship them anyway. Uh, but it is true. Like if you have a script that sucks and you produce it, you put a bunch of niggers in it. Like reviewers are pretty much required to review it positively. Right. Poor Jimmy Norton. <laughs> it just looks like Jim Norton instead of Alex. There's one there that's kind of funny. Got any trannies? Oh God. Oh, God. Ultra million dollar. Defamation. I'm in like your shoes now. I gotta, I gotta oh, use the. Oh my uh, god! The, the bathroom, Looks like climate change once again. It's climate oh, change. God, this is Bill climate Gates. change. Did the Bill it. Gates yeah. thing. Yeah. Right. Obese right, children. Climate change. I'm about to get up and just go if we don't break. Look at that. That's anti-Jewish. Oh my fucking fuck! <laughs> the rhinosaurus extinction event. The deep state tar pit. That's Pence 2020. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh my God. Trump, like Trump is ridiculous. the bright orange meteorite right. coming to... I'm going to go use the bathroom. All right, I'm like all right. dying let's, here. Uh, yeah. Let's take a break. I don't know why that usually doesn't happen to me, but it's happening today. We'll be back in a few, guys. You listening to the Daily Show as racist and sexist as they can be. We're going to offend you. Isn't it funny? No! 